Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And an unlucky afternoon for Southampton as Aston Villa win 1-0 here at St Mary's in the Premier League. Fans voicing their displeasure at the referee at full time as well, which we'll get on to very soon. We're joined again by Dean Hammond and Paul Belverston. Uh, Belvers, what did you make of the game? Disappointed, but it was about 450,000 times better than the performance at Villa Park earlier this season. There was plenty on show out there, spirit-wise, performance-wise. Villa, first of all, are good. They are going to pick up a lot of points this season. They've got an excellent manager who's seen unfairly as a bit of a failure because of his time at Arsenal, but he took over in very difficult situation. First man in after Arsene Wenger's 300 years in charge so that was never going to be an easy task and you look at the rest of his CV he's been very successful everywhere and he's got them well organised they're very difficult to to get past and they, they create stuff as well although the stats a lot of people I think will look at the stats and see 16 shots for Villa and 8 for Southampton half of those 8 coming in the last 5 minutes or so they'll think that it was one way traffic I don't remember any good chances for Villa apart from one save from Bazunu early on and then and then the goal um, Emmy Martinez is annoyingly good as a sweeper keeper blimey he was always mopping up everything and and then the goals we'll talk about the goals but and I'm going to say two goals because there were two goals in that game but you know very disappointing way to concede and a very disappointing way to have a, a goal chalked off yeah, Dean, Southampton will remain in the relegation zone after this loss. But as Paul said, you didn't really see a lot from Villa during that second period. It seemed to be mostly Southampton. I agree with Belvers, I agree with you, Steve. I think it was an even game, really. Um, Aston Villa are a good team, well organised. They keep the ball very well, actually. Frustrate you. Um, don't create a lot of chances, though. Um, so I thought it was an even game. and I'm disappointed for, for the players, obviously, because... Um, like we say, we'll come into it. I think it's uh, a goal uh, for Southampton. And then to concede from a set piece again is a disappointment um, because that, that is one improvement that is needed um, because we, we spoke about it before the, the game. A clean sheet would have been good today. But you can't fault the players again for their effort, their endeavour, um, their willingness to, to, to run and try and, and try and win the game. Um, two goals disallowed today a brilliant save from Martinez from, from Adam Armstrong which if that had gone in would have changed the game so it was very very even and, and what I liked is I saw at the end that the fans clapped the players off you know the fans are frustrated with the referee and rightly so because he had a tough afternoon but they showed the players the appreciation today of the effort they put in and sometimes you really can't control the result and this is one of those days so you have to take it on the chin you have to dust yourself down and, and move on as quickly as you possibly can but the disappointment will be conceded from a set piece. I think personally that is the disappointment because you don't want to lose a game from conceding from a set piece. Well, before we discuss today's match in a bit more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon, everybody, from a crisp, sunny St Mary's. Uh, now, Pazuno's a bit slow, and that could be a penalty. I think the fact that the ball's gone out of play works in his favour and the referee Michael Salisbury's pointed for a corner crowd urged Diallo to shoot that would be rare now Lianco he'll put it in towards the back post it's a great cross and the ball turned over the line and Saints have the lead but the flag has gone up straight away this time the referee's seen something he's pointing at something now what's he pointing at the players are coming off some idiot is ruining the afternoon for 33,000 people. 
and he's putting pressure on Tletasar who holds him off gets it back to Bazuno whose clearance is shocking he could pay he's played in a low shot from Bailey he's poor and goes straight at Bazunu from only eight yards out he'll get a second chance to cross it lobs it this time bodies around the ball players on the floor Ward Prowse is deflected and Saints have scored and Ward Prowse has done it again are they looking at a push or a kick from Elianusi? I don't honestly think there's much in it. He's no goal. Goal disallowed. It's going to be curled in towards the back post. Free header and Villa have the lead. And it may well be Douglas Louise or it could be Ollie Watkins. It's Watkins who scored. Jenepo dummies might get a shot in. That's a save from Martinez. And he's after parrying away left-handed behind for a corner to Saints. Southampton on the verge of another home defeat, a damaging one in the Premier League, and there goes the whistle. Well, drone aside, there wasn't too much to talk about from the first half. A penalty appeal, appeal rather for Villa and a disallowed goal for Saints, Belvers. What did you make of those? My heart was in my mouth with the penalty appeal. Gavin Bazunu, I thought, in fairness, he got a good hand to it. Um, you could see the angle, the ball went away. It must have been down to him, but equally it was sort of you know there was a cigarette paper wasn't there it was very very tight um but you know fair play to him he was brave he came out and he and he got the ball but uh, but yeah i don't want to see him charging out quite like that too often particularly because i don't think i'm not sure um there was an awful lot of danger in that position was it jacob ramsey who'd come through but um as far as the disallowed goal for southampton unfortunately it was the right call um a bit of a peculiar attempted finish by Shea Adams. It sort of reminded me of the, the one at Wolves, really. He kind of, he got there and then looked a bit clumsy, bundled it over Martinez, and then Carl Walker-Peters knocked it in when it was already over the line. So you, when they immediately said, oh, look, we're checking for offside, you thought, oh, that's OK, because if it's Walker-Peters, it's already over the line. He was just sort of making sure, wasn't trying to snatch the goal, and then you realise that actually when the balls played, they were both offside. So, yeah, it was... It was a shame because it was a good move and the ball in, was it from Lianco, was a tremendous ball in as well. So um, that, that was a positive, that move, but quite the right decision. Well, we'll get on to that drone incident now. Highly unusual. The players taken off the pitch for around about 10 minutes because that drone was flying above the stadium. Now, the first half wasn't brimming with quality, Dean, but I can imagine that stoppage of play definitely didn't help. No, it wouldn't, Stephen. <laughs> I've not seen anything like that before. Obviously, with the drone, whoever spotted it has got brilliant vision and should be a midfield player, to be honest, because um, I couldn't even see it when someone pointed it out to me. So, yeah, it's difficult when you... It's a distraction. You go off the pitch, you know, you've, you you come a little bit cold, um, you lose a little bit of concentration, and then you have to come back on and play six, seven minutes of the, of the, the first half. Um, it's difficult, but the, the, like Bailey said, there wasn't much in the first half really, and, and both sets of players would have wanted the referee just to blow the whistle and then, you know, get into half time officially and then get on with the, the second half. So, but the first half was was even. Um, the goal was rightly disallowed. Um, unfortunately, we're all celebrating. It, it was. It would have been, you know, would have Southampton deserve that? Probably not. But um, it was an even game, and there wasn't many chances in it. But coming out second half, you know, I still had that that belief that Southampton were were going to go on and win it. And um, you know, Nathan made a, a tactical change at half time, which I think helped. He, he changed the shape, um, which I, I think really really helped. And they got a little bit more control of the ball. 
Um, because in the first half, Aston Villa, if they did have one thing, was possession of the ball and kind of controlled the game without really creating a lot. Um, so the drone would have distracted the players and it's a unique thing, but I'm sure we'll see more of it. Yeah, certainly a unique thing. Absolutely, please do. It has happened in the Premier League before. Brentford against Wolves exactly a year ago tomorrow. Is Thanks that right? <laughs> a Bible of knowledge is our Belvers. Um, moving from drones to the, the big talking point of the second half, um, James Ward-Prowse seemed to put Southampton into the lead, but Belvers VAR had uh, different ideas. Still not having it. You're not having no, it? No, Saints have scored. Tell us your thoughts on that. So it's all down to Moyeli Anusi. When the ball comes out, Carl Walker-Peters, who we raved about before the game, again, wonderful... Uh, effort when he'd switched from the left to the right and then he, he put in a cross it was blocked picked it up again put it and then Elianusi who's come on because it was a wonderful triple substitution by the manager as well again I, I love it when substitutions change games and this one it, it very nearly did it was only you know 90 seconds after we'd already seen one good attack from Southampton and then Elianusi one of the players who's come on he was up against Jacob Ramsey now he's put his arm out maybe manoeuvred Ramsey a little bit certainly didn't sort of go at him or anything like that and Ramsey's gone down the ball then breaks there's some good work by I think Mara and uh, and Armstrong to get the ball back to Prousey who, who gets a deflected goal now when it's slowed down and this is one of the big problems with VAR is that things always look worse it looks like there's more contact when there's when it's in slow motion and the referee was called over to the monitor and he decided it was a foul. For me, there were, you know, Elianusi had his arm out, there was a bit of contact, but as much as anything, he was stopping Ramsey backing into him, he was sort of holding his position. It certainly wasn't a you get out the way. There was maybe, the, like I said, to be sort of cruel, maybe he manoeuvred him out the way a little bit. It's a contact sport. That was not, for me, a foul by any stretch on any area of the pitch let alone that for that to be ruled out I thought was very cruel Dean the fans voiced their displeasure when they saw the VR decision on the big screen you saw it in real time and from multiple angles on our monitor what did you make of it do you think that goal should have stood I do I, I agree with, with Paul it's, um, it's a goal in my eyes I'd be disappointed if you know Ramsey was, was a teammate of mine because he needs to be stronger in that position, especially when you're defending your goal. You can't get pushed off like that and hope that the referee's going to give a foul and hope to give a decision in your favour. Elanusi has the right to use his body, use his arm to try and um, win the ball or protect the ball or challenge for the ball. Ramsey doesn't have the ball under control. So it, it's, for me, it's, it's 100% not a foul. Um, so it's huge disappointment and the frustration is always with me if the referee gets called to the monitor what's the point he's already been told it's the wrong decision he's just going over for effect in, in my opinion and what I don't like I don't like football being played in reflection just allow the referee to see the game in real time he hasn't given a free kick so he's seen something or not seen something that he believes is a goal he's given the goal and then he's told by higher powers that he should change a decision. That's disappointing for me because it takes the excitement away from, from the game. We'll get to that stage. We do have it sometimes where players don't celebrate. They'll score and stand and wait to see if the goal is given. We saw the stadium erupt. We were all jumping around and that's football. That's what we all enjoy and what we get excited about. When that's taken away and then the Villa fans are celebrating it's getting cancelled, I don't like that really. So for me, it's a goal. I think it changes the game. I think at that point, like I say, Southampton had changed the shape. They'd had more control of the ball um, and I don't think they would have conceded. 
from that point and I believe they would have gone on to win the game. So huge disappointment. You can't blame referees. He's been he's made a decision that happens in football. Um, but I just think it's, it's disappointment that football gets in the modern games get played on reflection. There was more contact up here at the start of the day when me and Dean were jostling for position next to you. (laughs) Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, But let's move on to Ollie Watkins' goal then. Uh, He, of course, gave Villa the lead. Um, Another set-piece goal conceded, and that's four now Belvers in four Premier League games. Yeah, it was a a silly, clumsy challenge by Sekumara, I think, another one of the substitutions who came on to give away the free kick. Douglas Luiz is very good over the ball. We know that. The big disappointment is that all three centre-backs were around Ollie Watkins and yet Watkins essentially had a free header. And from that distance, you know, six to eight yards out, whatever it was, he was never going to miss. And set-pieces have been a real problem this season, defending set-pieces. And it, and it really does suck the life out of you when you know you're struggling for a clean sheet, when you're, when you're one mistake away from from losing a game because you know games are so tight at the moment it can be really tough and when you've had the blow at the other end from the the goal being disallowed to then be the architects of your own downfall down there because a clean sheet would have been a huge boost today as well going into the 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 cup games that we've got coming up and then that run of league fixtures again which which can see Southampton climb the table and out of the bottom three and everything like that set pieces have been a real problem all season probably even going back further than that and it seems that they're they're clearly working on them and yet for some reason they're still making these mistakes and there will be huge disappointment in there I think you know the attention from Nathan Jones and everything in the post-match interviews and press conferences that'll focus on the goal that was ruled out inside that dressing room there'll be much more focus on that defensive display because you know, they were they were pretty good defensively. My heart was in my mouth after 10 minutes when Lianko got booked for a, a pretty silly challenge way up the pitch. He was immense after that. Never looked like picking up a second yellow card. Dujic, Chaleta, Carr, um, Salasu in the middle. They were all putting in tremendous challenges. Organised very well. They, they seem to be working well as a unit. That it, That really is improving, that defensive line. That four at the back, three at the back as it changed to second half. To concede from a set play like that again is is a real big disappointment. Nathan Jones did try to make changes. Uh, Dean Belvers already said he liked that triple substitution. We saw Gineppo and Mara both have chances towards the end. What did you make of the subs and I suppose the tactics overall today? Well, like Belvers said, what I like about Nathan is proactive. He he won't wait. He'll try and he'll try and change the game himself. He did that at half-time by, by changing his shape and went to a 3-5-2 to try and get two forwards up the pitch. Um, three midfield players in, in the middle of the park to get a little bit more control on the ball and I think that worked. And then after going 1-0 down, he changed to he went to a 4-3-3 with, with the substitutions. Opportunities were, were created, but it was always going to be a tight game because Aston Villa are, are good. You know, they're organised defensively. They look strong now uh, and that's down to the manager and, that they've got a world-class goalkeeper who's, who's just won the World Cup and he made a, uh, an amazing save. He really, really did. That, his reactions to that, to, to save that with his foot, it's a goal all day long with probably 90% of the goalkeepers in the Premier League. So um, they tried and they're trying at the moment. And defensively, Southampton looked OK today. You know, you can judge players and criticise players. Diallo could be better on the ball, but he does so much without the ball. So you, you've got to 
be patient and work on these things. He will get better with the ball. But when regaining the ball, getting second balls, he was very, very good at today. So defence is getting protected a little bit more, which is an improvement, is a step forward. It's now creating more chances and scoring more goals because at the moment we're probably creating two or three chances a game and we've got to take one of them and that's difficult with this level. Um, so look, there's improvements but the disappointment is conceding from, from those set plays and there has to be some personal responsibility there. I, need, I, I mean, it's better watching it live here because you can really watch it. There needs to be a bigger voice in there. There needs to be where the goal was disallowed for Southampton the central defenders in the free in the middle there need to use their body. You know, Watkins can't just have a little bit of movement and get a free run. He should be pushed off with the arm. There should be no gap for him to get through. And that has come from just protecting your area if, you, if you're protecting zones. Or if you're a man-to-man marking, he doesn't get away. Because those three boys are strong boys and he shouldn't get that half a yard. So that's a disappointment. But young team, improving, just have to keep backing them and be patient. Well, let's hear from Nathan Jones now. Here's what the Southampton boss had to say after the game. I, I think there's got to be a clear and obvious error and I, I'm not sure it is. So that's the frustrating thing from there. But, but look, we can blame the ref, we can blame everything. We can blame the ref for us not winning the game. But f- for, for losing the game, then we've only got ourselves to blame. Give a silly free kick away and then don't defend that well enough. And we've that's, that's been the Achilles heel for us in terms of recent weeks. Um, and we have to be better at that. As a team, you've been so good recently at defending in, in open play, but again, it's it's one of those set pieces that just seems to be the thing that's getting you at the moment a bit. It isn't is, it? and look, it's not like we don't work on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't have gone any more aggressive yesterday in, in our set plays in terms of nailing th- certain things down. And look, we, we were good. We defended our set plays well today for the majority, but it was one that's that's cost us again and that's that's really really frustrating because in general play we're not getting not getting carved open we're either giving the ball away in a silly area and allowing times to come on to us or we, we're conceding a set play and that's the only way at the minute so once we eradicate those then we'll become a much much more potent side well putting today's result to one side attention now shifts to our carabao cup semi-final clash with newcastle on tuesday belvis your early thoughts ahead of that one it's going to be tough, but you're never going to get an easy game in a semi-final, are you? I think Newcastle are a very good team, obviously, in, in great form. They've got a lot of players as well. But, you know, we saw today spirit from Southampton. We saw options as well. We talked before the game about how good it was that, you know, you've got options in the starting eleven to switch things up in-game. But then also, you know, you've got five substitutions to make in a match now. And all five coming on today had an impact. And... You know, we haven't mentioned Romeo Lavia. So one of the first times I've seen him in the flesh since his very early games here. And, oh, I love watching him. Very aggressive in sort of closing people down, laying down gauntlets. Come on then, what are you going to do? You could see players have second thoughts, or what am I going to do? And then he nicks the ball. And, yes, chance creation is, is a bit of an issue at the moment. But that defence is getting more, more solid all the time. I think the Carabao Cup or League Cup, O's Southampton won as well after the final five, six years ago. So, you know, I'm looking forward to Tuesday. It's going to be even colder than it is now, which I'm not looking forward to. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it is a huge improvement. I said before the game, I wasn't here for the City game. I was here for Brighton and Forest. My word, we are streets ahead of where we were there even the Lincoln game I was here for that that was a win it was nothing like uh, any of those performances here today there is 
there are genuine reasons for feeling positive ahead going into that those cup games and uh, and for the rest of the Premier League season I think yeah, D, Newcastle are riding high in the league at the moment, but as Southampton proved in the last round of the Cup, I know it is over both legs, but they can go toe-to-toe with the best. They can, and it's always interesting when it's two legs. How do you approach it? It's a home leg. Do you, do you go after it and try and attack it and try and um, take an aggregate lead into the second leg, or do you consolidate and try and not concede? So it's an interesting one. Newcastle are a good team. They are. They've had a fantastic season. Um, they score goals and defensively they're strong as well so it's going to be a tough game but if you can beat Man City you can beat anyone Um, so I look forward to it I'm sure the players will and you can forget about the league form you can forget what position you are in the league and just isolate the game look we're playing Newcastle we can beat them we're capable of beating anyone Southampton has showed that this season here beating Chelsea here beating Man City here so of course we can beat Newcastle Love the confidence. Love uh, Dean, a pleasure to have your company as always. And of course, the four of us will be back again, as we've mentioned, as we welcome Newcastle for the first leg in that semi-final Carabao Cup uh, fixture. We're looking forward to that. Make sure you join us once again for another Saints Live. It's an 8pm kickoff, so we'll be live from 6.45. Do join us then. Bye for now.